Welcome to My Views Are My Own bonus episode. My reviews are my own with a special co-host today, Zachary Wilkinson. We are reviewing uh, the 1999, is that, is that what year this fucking thing came out? 99? Yeah, it was 99. 99 yeah. The 1999 American science fiction horror film directed by Rennie Harlan. That's right. We're talking about Deep Blue Sea. What a great fucking movie. Are you, are you still finishing it right now? Have you not finished watching it? You're in the last two minutes. Yeah, I've been like fast forward watching I mean, you're gonna it. Miss, you're going to miss the surprise ending. That, uh, what is it? That uh, LL Cool J starts rapping at the end. And it's... Um, did you get the... Oh, uh, no, he's got the gun right now. Yeah, fucking homeboys riding the shark. LL Cool, get, LL cool J's got the fucking rifle. Or the- okay, so you're only, you're only to the scene where LL Cool J is going to shoot the harpoon at the shark to save uh, Thomas Jane? Yeah, he, he just did that, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucking epic. I was, uh, yeah, I was trying I, to get set up. I, I would have to say room. that uh, LL Cool J has the best character arc in the in the movie because like he starts out as like a pretty lame annoying dude and then by the time of the by by the time you're before you're even to near the end of the movie he's already killed two like mutant sharks and like yeah dude and he was drunk <laughs> he the whole time up out the oven. <laughs> he's like hiding in the oven and just fucking <laughs> lights him up yeah i i fucking love it man I love- <laughs> he just blew up the last shark with the fucking you like hit the fucking harpoon wire on a battery and blew it. There's like bloody mist blowing out of the fucking water right now. I can't now. believe we're we're doing a review and you're still watching the movie. Hey, well, you know, <laughs> Layla Layla approves. Hey, but uh, it's, it's dog approved. Can I read you a, a little bit of uh, some LL Cool J poetry real quick just to get you in the mood? I would, I would yeah, I would love that. He goes, uh. My hat is like a shark's fin. <laughs> Deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. Man-made terror, hungry jaws of death. Y'all don't cross my depths. I'll pause your breaths. I'll cause you to sink down 40,000 leagues, bleeding to death with no arms and short sleeves. Hello, <laughs> Cool J is so fucking cool. Man. That's why, that's that why the cool is in his name. Dude, ladies love cool Jason. What? I mean, come on. I think it's James, man. Ladies love cool James. I thought it was Jason. But you're at the James. Uh, okay. Either way, ladies love him. Um, he says he's got the synchronized swimmers. My favorite part, it gets real sexual when he starts talking about taking it deeper. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know this, but not only did uh, LL Cool J write a song about Deep Blue Sea that, that plays in the credits, but he went and made a fucking music video to it where he's dressed up like a leather, like, dominatrix with, like, yeah. he's got, like, leather straps that are, like, around his nipples, but, like, the nipple part's missing. And he has, like, synchronized swimmers in a pool with him while he's just, like, going, like, deeper, bluer, man, my hat is like a shark's fin, which <laughs> to me is the most... Deeper, bluer. Deeper blue, and he's got all these ladies' legs opening up in front of his face. Because <laughs> that's the whole thing is dark black eyes. LL Cool J's music videos are always hypersexual, man. Dude, super sexual. The best part about it is he's like talking to God, and he's called the preacher in the fucking movie. <laughs> like they keep talking about, he's like, uh, 
at the very end when they finally meet him, the only the only interaction that oh, that's what I want to talk about. The only interaction that he has with anybody in this movie other than the bird is when he flips off the chick from the Sopranos at the bar party or whatever, or the, the deck party, right? Yeah. Before that, he threatens the bird twice. He's like, yeah. we're going to have little tiny tiny bird legs on the menu. It's like, yeah, that's like his pet, too. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, for anybody that hasn't seen it, it's a parrot. And he taught the parrot to say a bunch of mean shit like like kiss my ass and fuck you. And then yeah. whenever the parrot says what he trained it to say, he gets mad and upset. And he's like, he's like, don't you talk to me like that. And he's like, he's real folksy in the beginning before he gets cool. And like there's a part where he's when he's talking to Samuel L. Jackson and he's like, Samuel L. Jackson like climbed Mount Everest or something. And he's like, why in the heck would you ever go to God's great nowhere? And climb a damn mountain for the white folks, yeah. brother. <laughs> and, he, and then he makes it, yeah, he makes it racial, and he goes, "Leave that to the white folks, brother." And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh man, yeah, that fucking, uh, that that definitely like made me happy. Second greatest character in the movie, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, best death scene in any movie ever. Period. Hands down. Yes. So he's talking, he's like adamant about them getting out together. He's talking about like how you've seen water, you should see ice. It like, it's like uh, a mind so of its own. I have a couple of things to say about that because seven survived the avalanche, but only five made it out. Like, did you eat them? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he's adamant about getting out together, and then the shark just comes, boom, snatches him up. It's so perfect because he's like rallied everyone. Again. Everyone's like getting hope again. And he's like, he's like, what we're going to do is we're going to band together. We're going yeah. <laughs> to, we're going to get to, we're going to put on these wetsuits and we're going to survive. And then a shark just rips him in half. Just like <laughs> and then, yeah. And then Michael Rappaport, like a minute later, he's like, I'm not moving from here. Someone will come. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, it's so crazy seeing Michael Rappaport young and not like just screaming into his cell phone at donald trump which is kind of like all i remember him doing it for the past couple years is just like doing uh instagram lives and being like hey you donald trump you dick stained stupid motherfucker you dumb goddamn bitch and it's just (laughs) he's got that new york accent i love it man (laughs) yeah he's he's always been one of my like i like this that guy a lot but i I don't I don't think I followed any of that. I don't remember that. Going oh, down. it was it was hilarious. During Donald Trump's presidency, I felt like all the best takes were by Michael Rappaport just screaming into his phone while he would walk down like a city street in New York. And like, <laughs> it's probably one of the few cities you can do that and nobody will bother to look at the like man screaming into his phone like, fuck you, yeah. you rotten orange piece of shit. And like, hey, that, but- like, like New Orleans. I mean, shit, you can really, honestly, you can get away with that in downtown Nashville. Yeah, but, but people will like will will like turn and look at you. I feel like in New York, people don't even look. <laughs> no, they just... move away. They move away. They they walk on the <laughs> other side of this. <laughs> they move across the street. <laughs> hey Zach, can I say something something to you real quick? Yeah. Uh, my world's deep blue. Killers gotta eat too. Looking for human flesh to rip my teeth through. Other fish <laughs> in the sea, but barracudas ain't equal to a half human predator created by a needle. Those are some more words of wisdom from uh, LL Cool J that gets me through 
that's those are like my uh nighttime prayers now that i say before i go to bed yeah well okay so speaking of his prayers i want to go to the end when he when he has them all hold hand he's hands and he starts saying though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death you know i can't remember what biblical part i think it's a psalm i don't know where it came from but it's in the bible somewhere <laughs> uh but then he goes it's from a coolio i song. got i got <laughs> the uh wait hold on sorry i got the biggest stick mother um the meanest motherfucker in the valley can I get an amen? <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> and, then, and then he forces them to yell amen one, repeatedly. <laughs> one demon fish left to go. <laughs> yeah. That's how he ends. Like he starts with the Bible, but then he's like, I'm the mean I, I gotta reiterate that. I'm the meanest motherfucker in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he has like, so much like yeah, like it's weird his religious thing because he's I guess we're supposed to think that he used to be like kind of a, like an alcoholic that was like kind of a shit. Cause he, there's a scene in the movie where he finds a camcorder and kind of does like his death, death suicide or not suicide. No, but it's like farewell. And he's like, he's like, you know, I tried to be a man of the Lord, but I was a man of the bottle. And then he, be, then he just proceeds to be like, I'm going to leave my legacy. And he describes how to make a perfect omelet. But- oh my God. I wanted to talk about that too. Um, Two eggs, not three. Some people add milk for density, but this is a mistake. <laughs> and it's a hundred percent true. Being a chef, like, yeah, <laughs> I really uh, yeah. like him a lot in this movie. <laughs> I think in the, if if we were characters in this movie, you'd be uh, LL Cool J. I'd be Michael Rappaport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, yeah, it was. It was just so you know, it struck a shook the heartstrings for me when he's described the perfect omelet he was like my favorite part about that though he's like i try to be a good husband and good father but this is my legacy here's how to make a perfect omelet. <laughs> wait what <laughs> you just talked about being a husband and a father but this your legacy is the perfect omelet okay yeah. i can get behind that <laughs> I-, I would rather say that i was uh thomas jane's character who's got he's like the main uh alpha male like hero in it but like there's a lot of shit he does that i just would never fucking do like when he first meets samuel l jackson in the very beginning and he comes out of the water and like he has just done some like he just was swimming with a bunch of sharks to like remove a license plate out of its mouth for no reason because they're just going to feed it to the mutant sharks and he comes out and samuel l jackson's like wow that was incredible you're really good at your job and he's like sharks don't like the way we taste much but they might think you're a big fat seal or a suit <laughs> and then walks off. And I was like, how would you be that fucking rude to a man you just met who just complimented you? Well, no, the best part about that scene was that uh, the chick, uh, what was her name? I forget. Jan, Jan was her character. Um, she said, well, at least you got sentences. You usually just uh, nods and says, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like wait what like he's that much of a fucking prick so the guy that like deserved his respect at least got sentences but the people that he works with every day just get a nod just and a run <laughs> it'd be funnier if uh if, if it wasn't like because they're trying to like uh portray him as like someone that just like just you know is a brooding quiet man who just kind of grunts his uh acknowledgments to things it would be funnier though if they meant that he was like just a super fuck boy type dude and he was always just like if they're like 
hey, you, you did a really good job wrangling the sharks. And he's like, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> like, he is, though. It, they, like, they make hints of, of, of like how he's on parole. Like, he doesn't make waves anymore. Like, he says that, like, three times in the fucking movie. He's like, I don't, don't make waves, you know. And they, 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 there's, like, two allusions to him being on parole. Like, he, but they never, they never actually reveal why he is, like, an ex, possibly an ex-con or any of those, like, backstory. Just, yeah. And it, it was kind of weird to me. Also, uh, being on parole would not, a person with his abilities, because there's a scene where he's being charged by like, was it like a two ton uh, mutant Mako shark that's been like eight, eight thousand pound Mako shark, eight thousand pound Mako shark charging him. <laughs> and it's like mutated. So its mouth is like extra wide and he is in the water with it with no goggles or anything. And he's able to do a somersault over its head and catch its fin and like ride it like it's a fucking sea world uh exhibit anybody that has a skill set like that doesn't have to worry that they're on fucking that they've gotten in some trouble with the law you could be like well no look what i can do (laughs) yeah right like like i can chase mutated evil sharks from fucking satan and ride them with no problem so and then so Back to like Samuel L. Jackson. I want to, he's, <laughs> my favorite quote from him for the whole movie was Here's the riddle. What does an 8,000 pound Mako shark uh, think about? Or with a brain the size of a flatbread V8 engine and no natural predators think about? Yeah. And, <laughs> and then at the very end, when he answers uh, it, yeah. <laughs> Thomas Jane, what is he, I wrote it down. It's like this himself. is what eight thousand pound mango shark thinks about freedom. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a patriot, man. Yeah, he's American as fuck, dude. Yeah, dude, this this shark would be like really good as like a Fox News anchor or like someone to work in the fucking. They could have been in the Trump administration and being like, yeah. I just think I'm about freedom. Sure but like, like, all it does is just murder people. Yeah, <laughs> can't believe this movie cost eighty two million dollars to make. 82 million what yeah that is insane but for two uh, and a half hours of gold though it's worth i mean shit this is i think one of the greatest movies of all time i mean i'm gonna spoiler alert i'm going to give this movie a really good review at the end when we go ahead and do our rating system okay but hey i think maybe right, right now might be a good time to go ahead and let everyone know about a future project that might be uh going on with my views or my own podcast that you would be a part of which is the cross country, my views are my own podcast, bicycle ride, where we'll be releasing uh, one. We'll be stopping in a hotel probably once a week to access internet to release an episode, and you'll be co-hosting. I can't guarantee this is going to happen, but we're looking for sponsorship, and it may come through. Um, yeah, and like I said, uh, this there is very good potential to make this happen, and I am super excited to try to work this out and i was thinking about it after we talked earlier doug that um uh we another good idea to do that would be to um see our friends along the way that is you know, good i've got yeah. i've got i've got people in uh, i mean both of us have people all over the country so we could yeah, stop actually, like, was, well, I've, I was got a, I've got a guy that runs a dispensary in denver we could interview 
and it's actually not a hard ride from uh if we went down if we went to tucson and then went straight up to denver that's not a extremely i mean it would add time to the in, you know the total time of the trip but that would give you know that would give me an opportunity to stop in austin where there are people and we should, i got people in austin yeah i got people in austin i got people in uh vegas got people in tucson got people in colorado and yep. then from there because we we're heading we're kind of heading to like tucson, we're, ending right? up in, we're, heading, we're ending up in kind of like northern california right like that's kind of where you, that's where i live i live in chico which is yeah. like um an hour and a half north of sacramento it's a you know will be nice if because it's, it's a right there there's only a choice we could choose to go to colorado or we could choose to go straight from Tucson to San Diego, which would be very quick. And then we could hit Los Angeles and actually, if once, if we, if we just went up the coastline of California, it probably actually would be able to visit a lot more people that way. That'd be cool. Those, those will be the little stipulations that we'd have to figure out along the way when we, when this comes into fruition. But um, I think there's a good prospect for us to be able to do that. And um, I think that uh, the people, the people out there and, radio universe would love to hear our adventures on bicycles across country oh yeah because i guarantee you man we are going to get into some shit there will there will be great content i mean this is this is your thing about being in charge of this podcast is it can be as weird or unique or bizarre as i want it to be and then it started out as like it's an interview podcast and then it starts getting uh bonus episodes where we're like reviewing movies where i'm just making up like completely false news and then and then out of nowhere it just turns into like like an anthony bourdain style like crossing the country on bicycles deal so anyway yeah well you know a, he's like a little my sneak idol peek. obviously to be cliche <laughs> about it but uh, i feel a special connection with anthony bourdain because he died on my birthday a couple years ago and it was really disappointing and sad but i feel a uh, certain responsibility to to continue his legacy just as far as being a chef and being someone that wants to experience life and in, in cool ways. And I think that would be a real, like, uh, what mean? if I could get a preface from the grave for our podcast that we do across country, it would be from him. What better way to uh, see the country than to, uh, do it on a bicycle, man. I gotta, I gotta admit, dude, you and I are probably the two best, uh, movie reviewers ever because we've really, really gotten to the bottom of deep blue sea. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I wanted to get back. So my favorite part of the whole movie, I have to say, was when LL Cool J was in the kitchen and he picks up the bottle and says, must be a sign, and then chugs it and then gets chased down and ends up getting in his oven to save himself. And then the shark somehow turns the oven on. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like he starts praying has again. a hatchet in hand has the fucking fire axe in hand and breaks <laughs> himself out into the warmer above and then lets the gas leak out and that's how he kills the first shark he is the hardest motherfucker in the whole movie well he's also he like magic the that's, a, that's the thing i think that maybe what they were trying to get at with ll cool j is that because he has such a strong connection with god that certain things he do he does that are beyond the realm of science like for instance in that scene right. he takes a zippo lighter out of his pocket which is underwater because only his chest is above water he, yeah. <laughs> he lights a wet lighter that he pulled out of his pocket and then he throws the wet lighter as hard as he can like i don't know 20 feet across a room into an oven that has some gas in it and creates an explosion 
so large that it kills an 8,000 pound Mako shark and <laughs> only like it just so happens that and the it shark singes pops out of the water right in time to get blown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> perfect. <laughs> divine intervention is clearly a, a, a thing going on with him because there's you know you know he, he takes the the he starts drinking that cooking wine he's like this is a sign and then like yeah, yeah. and then there's a, a, a like an explosion and the whole and like he's I mean, the place starts filling up with water and he's like he's like i'm sorry lord and he throws <laughs> the bottle down and he's like he's like i know not to drink it's like what are you talking about oh my god it's just so ridiculous and oh man and he gets and then so but the the best part about that scene too is though he says you ate my bird and throws the lighter (laughs) the bird that he was threatening the whole movie (laughs) you ate my bird (laughs) i guess there's like we should say something about the there's some other uh fucking what's the 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 scars guard dad is in it the uh fucking What's oh, his name? Scientist? Yes, Kellen Skarsgård. He's uh he's Alexander Skarsgård's dad. He's the, and he's also the, the dad of the guy that played it, the other Skarsgård. They're like a family of like great yeah, actors. They're, yeah, they're classic. His, his death family. scene. But first of all, his death scene is scientist, so right? Where he gets his ripped his arm ripped off. Okay, yeah, he's the scientist that gets his arm ripped off, right? And they fly him out of the helicopter, and then the fucking the shark oh. snatches him up. And uses them as, or they almost gets, he almost gets used as like a fish hook. And then the shark throws him against the glass where they're all standing. And that's like when all this shit starts. Cause it, like he gets thrown against the glass, it breaks the glass while they're all in the sub, sub level or whatever. And they're, and then they're like freaking out a little bit. And then the glass shit, like spider webs and he, flies through already dead and everybody's running away <laughs> i mean but his death scene is it's one of the most drawn out like it's like some shit like you might see in a quentin tarantino movie where someone like is dies but it takes like 10 fucking minutes of the movie of <laughs> horrific shit for this to happen because yeah so the so a shark that they thought was sedated that they have in the lab rips his arm off they call the coast guard the coast guard arrives they put an uh, oxygen mask on him so he's conscious for this entire thing even when he's underwater because he's able to breathe through the oxygen mask they c- carry him up uh in a stretcher their winch breaks and he drops back into the tank where the shark <laughs> grabs him uses his uses the uh the winch cable to throw the helicopter into the control tower of this facility causing an explosion that blows up literally everything then Everything. the shark takes his body down and uses his his stretcher that I guess is made out of steel to smash through the observation window, like flooding the sub levels of the facility. And then I assume he, at some time off screen, drowns. So yeah. he's like just in complete terror and pain for like what would in real life would be like thirty to forty minutes of like shit that was happening to him. It's like no and no control either. Like he can't do shit. Like they probably already sedated him a little bit too, you know. Like, but he gets his arm ripped off right off the rip, and then they, yeah, he just, yeah, like you said, 30, 30 plus minutes of terror. Just, I have a, I have a quick theory for some of uh, what happens to uh, Kellen Skarsgård or whatever the character's name was. Is that, you know, so like LL Cool J is consistently uh, being a man of faith. 
he's like thanking God, he's praying to God. And when God gives him a sign to like put down the bottle, he puts down the bottle. And so he's kind of like blessed and like keeps like not dying in these situations where he absolutely, absolutely should die. Like when the shark gets him by the leg and instead of like killing him, just drags him around the ocean for like five minutes and he survives it just fine and doesn't even lose his leg. But that's like him being a man of faith. But when they talk to the scientist, the scars guard guy, his whole deal, like when, uh, when what's his fucking name? When Samuel L. Jackson goes, what in God's creation is this? And he goes, not God's creation, my creation. Yeah. So it's like, it's what he, he's being punished for, uh, for, for playing God. Yeah. I, I forgot. Well, I did want to talk about that too, because I remember he, he said, our, my creation, not God's mine. And not God didn't like, do wow. this. I fucking did this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what kind of power trip are you on? And like, this is coming from someone I, I don't necessarily believe in God personally, but like, I'm not that arrogant to say like, <laughs> this is <laughs> that would not be, God's creation. That's like, if you, uh, if you created like a really, uh, you know, as a chef, if you created like a really uh, beautiful dish that was very flavorful and very amazing, and someone's like, "Wow, this is this is divine," and you're like, "It's not divine. I fucking did this." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. God you didn't do stupid. this. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, Layla agrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Yeah, we we, we absolutely have to talk about Doctor the doctor lady she Susan? looks like I, I thought she looked a lot like uh kira knightley i wonder why her career wasn't yeah a bigger. little bit but she no i i did i did enjoy her um heroic moment in the movie that was when a, she yeah. she strips off her wetsuit and she's in her like underwear and rips off the electrical cord and just electrocutes the shark <laughs> just, just like what 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 just happened they were I like okay you. we gotta like find like, as like a, a buffer from the electrocution yeah so, you, you know, so she wouldn't be grounded that's the whole point i yeah. guess of that but uh, the, the real whole point was they're like we have to get her naked in this movie somehow yeah. they're like all right somehow. wetsuits are rubber right but <laughs> she has to stand on a rubber wet, wetsuit and that way she won't die and her and her underwear was not that revealing or attractive either <laughs> <laughs> It was like something like Kmart bought, you know. It was totally, she was like up in her Kmart underwear being like, I'm going to kill a shark. <laughs> Although, uh, something interesting to say, uh, out of all three mutant sharks, uh, she she's the, she killed the only one that wasn't killed by LL Cool J. Like, he got the other two. Yeah. Yeah, he, he killed it. All, like, straight up, literally. <laughs> he killed the shark. <laughs> she, yeah, she got one. Yeah, and then uh, Thomas Jane did do anything but ride sharks like why did you survive <laughs> you know i michael rapaport did more than thomas jane did it this is like, this is pure speculation but i want to say that when this movie was being filmed and ll cool j saw the scene they did with uh doctor 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 anyway her name is saffron burrows with the scene with saffron burrows that's, the, that's the actress's name he uh the character is susan Susan, yes, I should know that. It's my mom's name. Uh, he he probably went straight to the director and he's like, "Hey, man, we I could take off my clothes because you know LL Cool J like always wants to show off his muscles, especially back then." He's like, "All right, here's an idea. I uh, I get naked and then 
I blow up the shark. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but why did you get naked? And he's like, cause, cause it's hot outside. You know, like it's hot. I'm wearing a lot of chef. I'm wearing a chef's coat. I got to take off my clothes. I, and I flex real quick to show that I can throw a lighter real hard. Like, what do you say? And the director's like, God damn. All right. <laughs> Everybody wants to see. It. All right. So while we're talking, while we're on like the sexual tension level of this movie, I want to, I have to bring this up. So after Jan dies, when the, the blonde haired scientist lady that was like all about uh, the scientists or whatever, anyway, when she gets eaten up, they go back to her room and Michael Rappaport's character is like, he's a scientist too. He's like looking for battery stuff. And he's like, he's looking for Jan's vibrator. He's like <laughs> looking for goes, batteries. And he's she goes, like, she's a healthy girl. You know, Where's her vibrator? Lady. She's going to have one of those. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not an absurd thing. Like they, they needed batteries really bad. And he was like, what what in this room would have batteries? So I mean, shit. I I appreciate the, fucking... the realness of it. Like <laughs> he's like, what? She's a lady. She's under sea. Yeah, deep blue sea. She probably got a vibrator somewhere. All right, man. Uh, let's hit this with. Um... Oh shit! It made one hundred and sixty-five million dollars at the box office. So it doubled. It made. Uh, it made exactly in, in profit. It made what they spent. It's not bad. Yeah, that's what you said it was what you say, 82 million? 82 million to make and made 165 at the, the box office. So hundred uh, percent profit. Uh, yeah, and, and not to mention the fact that people like you and me are still watching it and we couldn't yeah. find it on any streaming service, so we had to rent it. Yeah. <laughs> so they they that's got three ninety nine I ever spent in my life. Yeah, it's true though. That's I was sitting there and I was upset and I think I was expressing <laughs> my uh my outrage to you that I had to pay to rent this movie. But once yeah. I started watching it again, I was like, this is fucking worth it. This is worth $3.99. Yeah. I All right, man, let's, uh, let's score this hours. thing <laughs> Well, and I, can I bring up one last thing? Is I, I felt like there was a, a, such an excellent uh, death in the movie, and that is when they kill the main scientist, Susan, uh, because at that point, we like we have completely decided that like everyone's going yeah. to live. Like They've given you the, the whole impression that no one else will die. Yeah. And then she like, oh, when she cuts her hand and shit. She cuts her hand to, to draw blood to, to try and like lure the shark back to her. And so, of course, yeah. the shark does and then just bites her in half. And it's like really surprising. And it happens like it, it takes and, like it only takes like a couple seconds for them to do it. They're just like, yeah, oh, and by the way, she died. fuck her because she didn't believe in God either. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, this is what you get um yeah right, uh, it's, it's super anticlimactic the way she goes out like it's just like i'm gonna cut my hand and save the other guys and then boom you get this impression that thomas jane is like this like he's gonna do the heroic thing he's gonna save her and then he's gonna get the girl because he you know he's all about her but instead he he gets nowhere even close to her before the shark <laughs> eats her like it's like she kills herself and it really doesn't even serve a purpose you know honestly he probably could have made the harpoon shot if she just hadn't done that <laughs> yeah he, yeah she she didn't yeah she she like sacrificed herself for no reason but maybe she had some like in line in there she was just like okay i should probably die too like <laughs> like did you just decide to do that because yeah he shot the harpoon l cool j shot the last harpoon like 
when we started, I was watching that very ending part where you just electrocuted him with a put it on a battery or something, right? No, they filled it up. So they took all the um the the flares. They took all the gunpowder out of all the flares and turned yeah, the har- yeah. turned the harpoon into dynamite. And then they used a battery as the uh, the uh, igniter to, to ignite it. Yeah, yeah. That's why okay. it exploded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it was, and then there's this huge flood cloud of <laughs> bloody mist. It's just like a big. Yeah, I don't know. that was incredible. That was this is a goddamn great movie all the way around. Uh, I think in the scoring section we should do uh, as we normally do. It would be scored on plot, action. Oh acting i think we'll do it we'll do a three-tier system so plot action acting uh do you want to start action, with, acting. do you want to start with plot because i mean i feel like there's a lot of great things to say about the plot like for instance uh we didn't even mention that the reason the sharks are mutants is because they had cured alzheimer's disease with the yeah oh mutants. that's something we failed <laughs> to mention so the plot is genius i give the plot 10 stars or what's our rating scale shit man uh well yeah 10 stars that's that's a good way to rate it one star they or go two into the, they, they do brain surgery on sharks in this movie we forgot to mention that which yes. is just like impressive like and they cure alzheimer's and i love the fact that uh samuel jackson's backstory is like he's this badass motherfucker that climbed out of mount everest um the plot development, the only the only plot hole, okay, I take away one star. I'll give it nine stars because I am still upset that Thomas Jane, we don't figure out why he's on parole. Yeah, we do. When when? He uh when he when he has his little showdown with Samuel L. Jackson, he goes, You're the man, right? And Samuel Jackson goes, Yeah, I'm the man. And he's like, Well, if you're the man, then you have my file. So I guess we can quit playing cat and mouse. And then Samuel L. Jackson goes, like, well. You spent two years in Leavenworth for smuggling. So he was in a military prison. So he got in trouble while still in the military smuggling. I assume he was smuggling during that time. Uh, I don't even know what, what. Probably gun running or something. I don't know. It could be. It could be yeah. I mean, like, I know that like a lot of uh, soldiers have gotten in trouble in recent, you know, in, during the Afghanistan war for uh, smuggling heroin. Yeah, but this movie came out in 1999, so I don't know what war he was in where he would be smuggling. But anyway, it was a military crime that involved smuggling some kind of contraband. So we do know that's what right. You're right. I'm. Uh, I totally forgot about that. We'll give it back it. to the fucking star and make it a ten star again, so, man. So it's ten stars, dog. Is is everything works out? It's it's it's. I think it's a great. Uh, I think there's great plot development. Everything about it is good. All right. Uh, moving on to action. Unless you have anything to say with the, I mean, we already gave the plot a 10. Let's go to action. Uh, you, you, you concur on 10 for the plot? Oh, I can definitely concur on 10 for the plot, man. That's <laughs> That plot is airtight. You know? Right? And I don't want to hear some smart-ass neuroscientist come up to me and be like, well, actually, you can't use a shark's brain to cure Alzheimer's, because I'm like, you don't fucking know. Well, it's a fucking movie, all right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Also, uh, unless you're a fucking <laughs> super genius uh scientists like the ones in the movie that are you know far above your average human scientist maybe you just don't fucking know what shark brains can do 
You should, we should, if, if some neuroscientist comes to you flexing like that, you should just be like, well, you're just mad because you didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'll say. As a matter of fact, all, all the neuroscientists listening to this uh, review right no now, <laughs> don't even bother coming at me because we already just told you what we think. So. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start with uh, with action. First of all, one of the things I love is the uh, preamble to the beginning of the action is minimal. They basically like they introduce the characters, yeah, and then all, the, and then out of the nowhere, kids Thomas on the Jane, boat, fucking, and then and then Thomas Jane comes out of nowhere like a boss. The Punisher fucking comes out with a harpoon gun and decks the fucking shark and saves these little kids. Well, little kids, uh, I just aged myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they seem so like, like wealthy old, college students with, their, with a catamaran but like yeah like you're you're seeing like the the people are like swimming through the water trying to escape the shark and all of a sudden just a harpoon goes right through the shark and then it, it, yeah. it cuts to thomas jane and he's like gotcha motherfucker yeah. <laughs> out of nowhere yeah i don't know but then after that it is it is slow developing the action does take a minute because they're just like um for like, you know, like five developments takes, going on takes, our airtight fly is happening it takes five minutes for them to go like from like okay here's samuel l jackson here's thomas jane here's the scientist and action <laughs> uh i love that the entire place explodes i love that they have michael rapaport using like all kinds of like pseudo engineering science to explain why they have to keep escaping to different levels of the building he's like he's like wait a second man this this part of the building can only withstand 17 tons of pressure we got to go <laughs> he got to go he does yeah he's like the least believable scientist ever he's like, he's like yo man i spent four years at caltech and you just said the best physics equation oh. i've ever heard and he's talking to ll cool jack theory of relativity on his ass <laughs> he, goes, he goes he goes i'll tell you one thing man if you touch a hot frying pan it feels like an hour but if you touch a hot woman for an hour it feels like a second and he's like yeah. oh man i spent four years at caltech learning astrophysics and i never heard nobody say physics like that <laughs> hey yo i know we're i know we're backtracking but i gotta say uh my favorite my favorite part about the uh ll cool j's first experience with the shark is how he grabbed a frying pan as a weapon yeah that was fucking hilarious man what are you gonna do with that <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna knock out the shark <laughs> and it's underwater man thousand pound mango shark with a frying pan oh my god i mean shit right, you know, right, right. who knows what you would do that, with that leads thing. into Plus, action though he did. He also had like that hand of God type thing going on with him. So like, maybe he never yeah. he never knew how God might like uh, guide his hand with that frying pan. Oh, also, hey, there's a great scene. What? I forgot to fucking mention. I mean, this is actually this this has to do with action. So it actually really matters when the shark gets yeah. a hold of LL Cool J at the very end, and they're in yeah. the, and they're open water, and he's dragging oh. him along. He pulls his giant crucifix off his neck and stabs <laughs> the shark in the eye multiple that times was- so the shark lets him go once again using the power of christ to compel the demon shark away from him so but there's a lot of god in this movie a lot jesus, of people don't jesus done see- it again <laughs> yeah no, man yeah. uh using a crucifix to stab a shark in the eye uh pretty fucking badass i've ever seen in my life like you're getting dragged not only are you 
all right, let's let's like let's uh, really review this moment. You're getting eaten by a shark, dragged through the water, and you have the you're able to take your cross off and stab it in the eye. Like that shows some real god power right there. Like I think it's because it, a man like him never loses faith, dude. Yeah. I mean, man, we're messing we we're messing up with our lives. I guess we need a God on our side. Yeah, dude. I think I'm gonna start wearing like a really big ass Jesus piece in case I ever need to stab somebody <laughs> or something. <laughs> All right, man. Reason. Action. That's the only reason why. <laughs> action. It's just gonna go ahead and take a ten stars from me, man. I don't know what. what yeah, you want. I'm with you. I, I'll give you ten on that. All right, then we're moving uh, finally to acting. Uh, this is gonna be a little bit tough because yeah. I I want to be kind because i love 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 this movie but there are going to be certain things that i just got to say i mean let's be real thomas jane is a terrible actor <sighs> but i really like him man i like, mean i do Punisher, too man let's be real like if we're gonna if we're gonna give it like okay like if we're gonna do acting we have to do it on like a sub-tiered kind of level thing thomas jane eh, yeah, eight eight stars for thomas jane because uh, he, he's not really required to say much he's really just supposed to be well, he's not supposed to they gave him the out at the beginning <laughs> yeah uh shit i don't know samuel l jackson fucking shines man always but he, he always does this thing is like i don't i don't think i've ever seen samuel l jackson disappoint me in anything no matter how fucking shitty the movie is he kicks ass no. i mean he's gold he's always he gold it, he carries it a lot uh the girls i'm sorry to say we're not very good actresses who jan and susan yeah no it was this was not a movie really that was made to give women very uh powerful roles i don't think but the but the sharks did a great job and all all three sharks were female so we can definitely say they saved the day on the on the gender role I'm going to uh, stick my neck out here and say that at least they gendered the sharks as female. I'm digging a hole there? here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel like once we hit, we, hit, we hit the acting, we started uh, probably coming across some of the snags and what yeah. I can completely ju- justify here. And that is... Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I give it eight. I give acting eight. Yeah, you know, they... They could have done that's a lot a, that's better. That's a hard eight. That's a, that's a stress eight. Yeah, I just, I feel like they could have done better by maybe recasting like one of the uh, kind of more major female roles with a stronger actress. And that would have been, that would have been You nice. know who should have played Susan? Uh, Sigourney Weaver? Me, that, well, that would have been dope. But I was going to say Mila Jovovich. Oh, Mila, Mila jo- Is that her name? Oh, Jovovich, uh, yeah. right? If yeah, if, uh, that would have made this the perfect movie. If if Mila Jovovich had be had been uh, Susan in this movie, then hands down, there wouldn't be a movie that could touch this. So no, sorry, Saffron, whoever your last name is. <laughs> <laughs> her name's Saffron. That's her first name is Saffron. Well, I don't know. I feel like. You know, she seems so familiar to me, but I think it's just because I've only seen her in this movie so many. I've seen this movie so many times. Saffron Burroughs. Saffron Burroughs. She's probably been in yeah. like a lot of like English dramas that we haven't watched. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else. 
Oh, by the way, yeah, I was I saying Kellen Skarsgård. His name is Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård. Whatever. All, all their names. Skarsgård is just weird. Anyway. Music by Trevor Rabin, but honestly, the only music that matters is by LL Cool J at the end. Oh, he's like, my God. Deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a shark's fin. And he talks to God in that before he turns to a shark. You know what he says? He says, nightmares of darkness. My appetite is heartless. Even yeah. if we related, you eliminated regardless. In the deep blue underwater walls, half man, half shark, my jaws don't fall. <laughs> oh, wait. No, he starts praying. He prays in this song, too. Hold on. He goes. That's what I'm saying. He talks our, to God in that song, too. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Killers sworn to beast, swallow them in flames. They switched my DNA trip me into cool jay i can't fight the feeling i'm born to kill prey i think yeah. the thing is in this in this song he is a shark so we can't be mad at him and i don't think god well, would be mad because god created sharks he's very he's very old testament yeah and like we could go on and on about that but you know like god is still like vengeful in the old testament and that's like what i take from this character but he somehow wields the power of god Oh, it's a mind fuck. Like, yeah, dude, it, it's it's blowing my fucking mind. Okay, so I guess uh, our final review is that this movie gets twenty eight stars out of thirty. Yeah, yeah, I concur. <laughs> and uh, I gotta say one more thing, man. Carry a big motherfucking stick because there's one more demon fish. I'm the meanest motherfucker in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the meanest motherfucker in the valley of death. All right, Zach. One demon fish left to go. <laughs> Thank you so much for reviewing Deep Blue Sea with me, man. Thank you, man. That's uh, we'll get we'll get this thing figured out, and hopefully, um, people want to hear us bike across country. Hell yeah! Go, go. Uh, uh, yeah. Deepest, bluest. My head is like a shark's fin. Yeah, yeah. My hat is like a shark's fin, bitch. Yo, deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. Deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. Let me kick this rhyme for y'all. All right, all right, here we go. Yo, we talked about this movie and I was super fucking happy. But I gotta say an important thing. You should not want to kill all the sharks in the ocean because that would disrupt the environment. Yo, you don't want to be like that, you fucking bitch, right? Shout out, shout it out. Hey, we're talking about mutant sharks. We're not talking about real sharks because, yo, deepest, bluest, my hide is like a shark's fin. Uh, yo, that was like some real Captain America shit right there. Yeah, dude, I'm the next common, or... I'm the next Anthony Mackie. Or no, I'm the next... Uh, think someone's some weirder. Someone weird. Don't sit Terrence Howard. Alright, I'm gonna wrap some more real quick. Deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. I swim around, and then I say, What's up, bitch? Are you a shark killer? can't do that because I'm way iller and uh, leave sharks alone. You 
shouldn't kill them because they're not necessarily dangerous to you because you mostly probably live on land, man. Wow, this is really going on for a long time. Thank you. I felt like I was like really speaking from the bottom of my heart right there. We're only trying to kill mutant sharks, not fucking... Alright, alright, yo. Yo, 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 deepest, bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. What's my name? Shark fin, bitch. Shark fin, bitch. LL Cool Doug. LL Cool Doug. Also, hey, LL Cool J, man, we always want to say... The door is always open uh, for this podcast. Drop by anytime. Thank you so much uh, for listening.